Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Star Wars Stuff Podcast. I am David. Joseph. James. It's a and really this is long a podcast name. where we talk about Star Wars stuff. Non-stop. <laughs> what? All day, every day. And before we start on this day, uh, we're recording it. I know the illusion is gone. We don't re- we, we, we don't re- we don't record it Monday morning. Uh, but, Four o'clock in the morning, so but, that uh, it can be up by six. But October twenty first, uh, Carrie Fisher's birthday. The late and amazing Carrie Fisher's. Uh, so we're wishing her a happy birthday. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of sad, but I don't know. It's, it it bears mentioning though that yeah, that we, our princess's birthday, our general's <laughs> birthday was. Uh, What's today? Yeah. So. You, okay, so do you still call her princess or you call her general? I She's call. Princess Leia to me. She'll princess, always be Princess what about Leia. You? Yeah, I was Princess Leia. I don't but, think about general. Yeah. But, but I like the fact that she was a general though. Yeah. I think that's still But I love that awesome. line out of uh Force Awakens. She, yeah. She'll always be a princess to me. Yeah, she'll always, or royalty. She's I think. always she'll always yeah. be royalty. I was like, that's pretty cool. I was like, man. Yeah, same. Uh so yes. Uh so this week in the world of Star Wars, uh production wise for episode nine, nothing really is going on. They're keeping that one pretty uh pretty tight. Um Yeah, it's a it's a tight ship over there, man. Very tight ship. I thought we'd be getting some more things from Abrams, but no, Abrams isn't giving anybody anything. Even the cast, like what they're saying about the cast, they're kinda just like, Yeah, like what's that the new actor? What's his name? Grant? Um what's the the new actor's Who's in the who in the movie? On the tip of my tongue. They thought he was going to be Thrawn, but apparently he he, <laughs> he says like people ask him. He goes, "People know more. People are telling me more about the character than what I'm actually playing. Like people, <laughs> people are telling me, oh, you're playing this guy, aren't you?'" And he goes, mm. <laughs> like, like, "Your guess is as good as mine, maybe." But um, but yeah, they're still filming. And last week, I I was telling Joseph that they should be done with production by the end of this month. Like three months is a good. So November. Black Friday teaser trailer. What do you think? Yeah, it should happen. I mean, it's kind of like a tradition. Even yeah, though it's only happened once. <laughs> but J.J. Abrams is back, so I figure they're going to drop a little something. He Since there's no Star to. Wars film, we're going to get Aquaman, Mary Poppins, and there's another film that's coming out. Yeah, what's out. the other big one? Yeah, um, there's another one. I can't remember. It's thought, nothing worth watching, though, or I, what, <laughs> worth mentioning. I mean, I thought Nutcracker was actually closer to Christmas, but that one's in that one's oh, in that's uh, closer Thanksgiving. To Thanksgiving right? yeah. yeah, I thought that was like the other big one they had. Nutcracker looks interesting. Wreck It Ralph. They have Wreck It Ralph too. Yeah, that's not Thanksgiving. Wait, is oh it is Thanksgiving? Yeah. So I don't is even because th- they're competing against themselves again. Then because well, they're going to make their money Nutcracker back. is a Disney movie too. I will never learn. She's Louise Dizzy. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Nutcracker was there. Uh... So you look at all the movies that are coming out. Solo could have totally 
done very, very well in Christmas. Oh, it would have destroyed at Christmas. Yeah, time. I don't understand. We'll never. We're always going to be bitter about that. We're yeah, always going to be bitter. Poppins is a Thanksgiving release. Yes, and then Solo would be the Christmas release. It was a slam dunk. Like you always say, it's a, it was a slam dunk for yeah. Disney to be. And like, then Wreck so Ralph should have been in the mix of all those superhero movies. There wasn't really a whole lot of family stuff going. on. I would have thrown Wreck It Ralph in the summer because I love Wreck. Well, that's Ralph. what I'm saying. Like yeah, yeah. right, right at the end there. But of course, they also came out with Incredibles like what a month later. Incredibles two. Yeah, that was like June, July. Yeah. Time. So, but see, that August people underestimate August because you got Guardians of the Galaxy made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. I know it was a long time ago, but The Sixth Sense made a ton of money. And yeah. It was all dropped in August. And I was thinking about those two films dropping in August when no one knew or thought they're going to make a lot of money, and they did. And yeah, if you would have been like, "Hey, we're releasing," in the Meg, yeah, the Meg made more yeah, money than Solo, and that so dropped much money. That made so birthday, much money, which is insane. Yeah, if they would have, if they would have been like, "Hey, Rick and Ralph is coming out in August," I would. They would have like, swept up. I would have yeah, gone. I would have gone to watch it because like, I freaking love Rick and Ralph, you know. So it was dumb for them not to. And there's going to be stormtroopers in Rick and Ralph. Yes. Oh, did you hear and the the Kylo Ren thing? Yes. Is that did what you about hear about mention? that? No, I didn't. Um, so go for it. Go for it. Um, so <laughs> they took a line out of uh, Star Wars, calling Kylo Ren a spoiled brat or something yeah. along those lines, <laughs> because they didn't like the way it made the character sound. Uh, so yeah, uh, apparently so, yeah. they went to Disney. I mean, they went to Lucasfilm, and yeah. Lucasfilm said. Yeah, take that line out. Yeah, don't don't oh. do that. And they were like, okay, okay, you got it, Lucasfilm. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact, the, that fact that that happened. Yeah. I, I wonder who told them no. Well, I'm, I'm thinking the only person who could Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy, Kennedy was yeah. like, you're, you're taking that line out. They're like, okay. <laughs> you're like this is our. Yeah, to me, Kyle Ren is kind of both. I mean, he is like a like an ultimate bad guy, but then again, he has that side of him where he seems like. Spoiled like a spoiled kid. brat who, yeah. who was raised in privilege. Right? Yeah, very, very much so raised yeah. in privilege. Um, so, yeah, saying all that, we don't have any Star Wars this Christmas. So Abrams and Lucasfilm have to give us something this Christmas. They don't have to give us yes, something. Yes, they but do. We all expect it now. But that's the thing. Is it's I don't know, man. And JJ hasn't done like an Instagram card where you write something mm-hmm. next to an image. Except lately. for the very first yeah. day of production. Why do you think he's not saying anything why he's do you think hard at work man i also think he's trying to keep it as secretive as humanly possible i did see a theory as to the the title of the movie this week. okay what you got um i believe it was, Star was forever yeah, yeah we just yeah, we were just talking about that before you got it um, i believe it was um the order of ren the order Star wars of- episode nine the order of ren is the theory I saw on, on a Facebook article uh, from comicbook.com, I believe. The one thing I have about a lot of these titles that people are, are like kind of suggesting and everything is... Oops, sorry. Is this is the final Luke... I mean, this is the final Skywalker saga movie. The title has to have some type of... Return. No, revenge. But some type of like finale-esque you know, title like it needs to be like Return of the Jedi was just like a perfect title for that. Where the Return of the Jedi and like that's what the movie's about, and then Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith, that's what the movie is about. So it's gonna start with an R. So it has to, and that's one thing we I know we talked about this in one of our earlier podcasts was yeah, it start with an R. But also the the third movie in we've seen now already with the prequels and with the original films is that the title of the third movie is what the ending of the movie is. So I'm curious, maybe. Maybe they're gonna. They could bring it all the way back, and episode four was a last, the last, uh, a new hope. Yeah. What if they bring the word hope back into the title? I think that would be a good bookend. The last hope. The hope of. (laughs) Can't do that. 
the hope, hope of the Jedi, the hope of the Force. Just throw the word hope in there because that was that was the line they finished Rogue One with. It kind of kind of seems like a through through line of hope the Last returns. Jedi. Hope returns. No, we can't do hope returns. But the word hope could be a part of the title. I could Again, see that. Just spitballing. I, I haven't seen anything to but to say that. But. It's so bizarre. Wondering. Okay, so we're going to be getting this title soon. God, I hope so. We have to be getting it soon. Because... Well, I remember the last Jedi. We got that like early in the year. We mm-hmm. got it like in a January, February time yeah. frame. Yeah. So we should be getting a. And the script's been written forever now since the, since the last Jedi was released. <laughs> yeah. So there's no telling. I don't know. I'm just. I think I think we're gonna get a title because last, like you said, with the Force Awakens around November, we got the Force Awakens title, and then they had the Black Friday trailer, and they showed us the title again. It's the okay, Force so Awakens. Yeah, we might get that so soon then. we should be getting a title here in the next couple of weeks, in my opinion. If I was at Lucasfilm, I'll do it. I would have done it. I think they're gonna do something. I think it makes a sense. The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi. From, from his nap. nap. Yes, yeah. that's the title. <laughs> <laughs> a few more minutes. Uh, it's like a Force Awakens. Like, ah, just a few more minutes. I don't want to wake up yet. Star Wars from his nap. <laughs> from his nap. But uh, people would be like, ah, that's clever. But now it's a dirt nap. So, <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, so, <laughs> well, yeah, not really a dirt did, nap. Did you hear what uh, Mark <laughs> Hamill said? Like, he's like, uh, I'm in there. That's all y'all need to know. Yeah. So, like, yeah, a story did come out today. About, okay, what happened? Well, maybe not today, but I did read that uh, Mark Hamill has confirmed that he is in the movie. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, we are kind of already knew that when we he listed out all the actors. But in what form is he in the movie? Well, and he's also, he's in The Force Awakens, but he might as well have not been in The right. Force Awakens. I, he could be in there very similarly, like uh, The Return of the Jedi, where there's the Force ghost going like, hey, good job, dude. You know? It just seems so bizarre. I mean, yeah, never mind. I was going to counter-argue that, but you're right, because they did make a big deal. Mark Hamill's in The Force Awakens, yeah. and then the very end, we're like, oh, okay. Oh, there he is. Okay. And so this time, <laughs> they did announce Mark Hamill's going to be in the movie. Again, same thing could happen. We're at the very end. We're like, oh, there's Luke Skywalker. But uh, but yeah, they're asking him, and he's like, I'm in the film. I'm not saying anything. So And also, he's not saying anything about the movie or the script at right. all. Because he doesn't want what happened with the last Jedi. Right. Yeah. So yeah, knowing what we know about the Force Awakens, the Last Jedi, and J.J. Abrams, so he co-wrote the Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and to me it was very shocking, and it took me aback when the first line was, "This is going to begin to make things right." Yeah. This will begin right. to make things right, and I yeah. was like, "Whoa." kind of like a deep cut there against the prequels to me <laughs> yeah to me, that's how it felt mm-hmm. so i mean what what is going to be this next film as opposed to the last jedi even though i mean we go through back and forth that i mean it's reported that he loved it but then again it seems like there's going to be possible retcon stuff that might not be retcon stuff like he might show luke doing the Jedi training, doing the Jedi Academy. So they're going to maybe do a uh, a flashback. And then that's when you can have Luke as a younger man in there and not being a Force ghost per se. Because, I mean, we still don't know who's going to be a Force ghost, if there's going to be Force ghosts. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then we don't know actually what happened to him at the end for sure. Yeah. So that's still up in the air. See, I, 
I don't think it's going to retcon. I, and I have always been saying this. I don't think it's going to retcon. <laughs> right. it, it's, it's like retconning without retconning. Yeah, I think. In a way. Because when when that line was uttered, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they just said that. Yeah. Because I know that J.J. is not fond of the prequels. Mm-hmm. I think he's fond of elements, just kind of like I, how I am. We and all are. We all like are. Like yeah. super, super loving and regards the, the original trilogy in high regard. But... To me, I was just shocked that he put that in there. So that went against like George, what George Lucas did. So mm-hmm. I mean, he imagine what he could put in there going against what happened in the Last Jedi. That's kind of what I'm saying. Man, because yeah, he didn't he didn't retcon anything that happened in the in the Clone Wars or right, right. Of the Sith, but, but he yeah, did go, but, but he made kind of like a commentary. We're on gonna it. kind of uh, yeah. backhanded compliment the prequels. And a so you bit have here. all these people talking about okay, well maybe Ahsoka is gonna show up in there. Maybe Ezra Bridger is gonna tie into. I it. would lose my shit if. And <laughs> right, I I think that that's the proper way to do it. But I don't think JJ really cares about all that stuff. See, that's a thing. Part of me is wondering if he's just like man, like this. That's, it's crazy for us Star Wars fans to imagine this movie because this 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 movie right here is has to be the the best most perfect film ever ever made. <laughs> I mean, he has so yeah, to. Well, that's your mindset. My mindset is it's like the Last Jedi kind of just went off, and now they can do anything. You know, I, nothing would surprise me now. You know, because of how far off I thought they went with the Last Jedi, as opposed to like keeping the Star Wars track now. Mm-hmm. To me, J.J. has a whole lot less pressure on him. Mm-hmm. Episode and 7 was the most pressure any director, I think, ever has ever had. Ever. George Lucas didn't have that pressure on The Phantom Menace because nope. that was his baby. Yeah. yeah. Now with Abrams, I, I couldn't imagine trying to... I would be shaking the whole time because it's just... I mean, all that pressure. But now I think what Ryan Johnson did, it kind of freed it up. So maybe we're going to get something... Because it felt like Episode 7 to me was kind of like in straight and narrow, same yes. path. But now it's like he can kind of play well, with it a little I, bit more. I, I've always felt that way about about The Force Awakens, where The Force Awakens was, okay, Oh, I've said this before many times, but The Force Awakens was we need to bring people back to the theater all these years later. This is the continuation right. of Episode 6. we got to bring the fans back, and we also have to introduce a new generation to Star Wars, and we have to do enough in here. That. And they achieved yeah, that. Yeah. And whereas Johnson was like, okay, now we can maybe start making this new age Star Wars movie that we need to be making. I mean, in my opinion, of course, so, <laughs> say what you will. But it was like well, almost like, okay, well, now we need to tell the story that's, uh, uh, I guess, important now, like what we need to do now. And then with nine, it's like, okay, now that you've done that, now we can continue this crazy story that we wanted to tell. But we, it's almost like Force Awakens was, what's the word I'm looking for? It was almost like an icebreaker. It was an icebreaker, but it was unfortunate that it was a whole movie that was the icebreaker instead of maybe having the Force Awakens was like the first date. Yes. With a with a new person and then Last Jedi was where, the second date where, where you were like first where was date the first... with your high school sweetheart from twenty years ago. Yes. Yeah. Where <laughs> you're like, Man, this is great and then then Last Jedi was kind of you're like, Oh, this is why we're not we didn't stay together oh. <laughs> <laughs> high school. Uh, I know, I'm not saying that from, from me, but, but that's, no, no, I that's get kinda it. what we're setting up. I get right? it though, where you're kinda like, Oh, now I see why it's like, Oh, you had so many positive qualities and then you go, Oh, you got a lot of negative qualities yeah. as well. But I do think that um, Johnson really, really freed up um, Abrams to be able to do pretty much whatever he wanted, which is what David's saying. I think with him making it so divisive, making it so, you know, you're either black or white in this Jedi fandom or Star Wars fandom now, 
Abrams can just do literally anything, and it freed up the storyline. It did all sorts of crazy stuff that Abrams can really play with, I think. I I agree. Oh, yes, I sorry. Well, to add to my point, the story that you reported last podcast with the crew being able to have a little bit of improv on Mm -hmm. set... Mm -hmm. That's what the old trilogy was. It was improv. If you look at their lines and their line delivery, it's like they're just talking to each other and like mm-hmm. yeah. life. I mean it and that's what I want to see. And that's what made that's what made those movies so great was the way that Han and Leia played off of each other and Luke was the dorky little brother who's just kind of tagging along but doesn't realize mm-hmm. he's just tagging along and he's got his own storyline. That's what made those movies so great in my opinion was yeah. it was it was real, even though you've got a little green dude teaching yeah. e- teaching this kid about the force. You've got the emotions, the mm. the connectivity between the three main characters and Chewbacca. Uh, <laughs> but it's just, oops, uh, <laughs> you know, it that that is one thing that I felt like the Last Jedi kind of did lack was everything was very, I don't want to say rigid, but there wasn't a lot of. You could tell there wasn't a lot of fun being had on set. They were, um, oh, and you can also tell with the Force you Awakens. Really did say they had a lot of fun, right? Felt like in any movie. Well, I mean, you can you could see that with the Force Awakens as well, where it was like each person is delivering their lines. Each person is like, I gotta do, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, right? Last Jedi, same thing. I gotta do this, I gotta do this. I mean, you're having fun, but you're also like, I'm making them. We gotta make this movie, and it seems like with nine, Abrams is like, hey guys, it's. Let's have fun. Like, let's yeah. make a movie, but let's let's not be so tense as we were already in the past. And I'm excited to see what that's going to bring to the movie now. And then plus, like, uh, again, they said, you know, everyone's kind of like, Abrams is back. This is great. We know who he is. And he's like, I know who y'all are. Like, yeah. We can do this now. I like, cast you. Let's play. <laughs> yeah, let's, 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 let's have fun with this. Um, one thing that I've always thought about The Last Jedi is everything... Okay, so Empire Strikes Back begins with this big battle, right? right? So we are literally just thrown at, straight, into, straight Hoth. into the Hoth at the very beginning. We're, and then there's all these stories of like what happened before mm-hmm. and then everything that leads to Hoth. And then you're like, oh, there's Hoth. Okay. The Last Jedi felt as if the first, everything before Crate was like the book that comes <laughs> after The Force Awakens. Yeah. It's where you read about this adventure. You read about... Oh, oh! Did you hear what Finn did? Yeah, Finn went to this planet with this girl Rose, and he meets and he meets this yeah. girl Rose, and you're like, yeah, that was cool, that was really crazy. And then then this all happened with Poe, and before they got there, this is all that happened with right. Poe. And then we get to crate, and then the you're like, oh, okay, now the movie's starting. That's how I felt. The Last Jedi was was it was like <laughs> it was it was for once Star Wars showing the in between mm-hmm. to. Like the next episode. This is how we this got is, from yeah, here. This is to how there. we got from here, which has never been done before in a Star Wars movie. Right. So a lot of people who didn't like, I'm not, not knocking anybody. For a lot of people who were like, <laughs> I didn't. Blah, blah, it's like, yeah, but if you had read this in a book, you'd have loved it. You would have been You'd've like, oh, that was man. Yeah. Okay, so what happened with Poe was he did this and this, like right. And man, he killed like all like everybody, and then all this other stuff. Now you make my point. It's book worthy. It's not cinema mm-hmm. worthy. But, but I felt it needed to be. I feel like it needed to be done for a Star Wars movie. We needed to see the in-between because we've never seen the in-between in Star Wars films. We always are there, which it works. It does work. Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, it worked perfectly where it was just like, boom, we're here, boom, we're here. And I felt for The Last Jedi, it was like, all right, let's take our time and let's see if we can get there. But what I was saying before was The Force Awakens felt like it took so long for us to get there that it feels like we wasted almost... I'm not saying The Force Awakens is a wasted movie, but it feels like a lot of the storyline was wasted on just trying to 
get everybody back and not being able to start the story off. Where for me, it feels like The Last Jedi was where they should have started and then gone from there. It's an interesting point, especially because, like, when you think of A New Hope, you're thrown right into the action. You don't know who Luke, like, Luke doesn't even get introduced for, like, the first 20 minutes of the movie. So you're thrown right into action. You see this dude in a big black suit barging into a place Mm -hmm. with a bunch of white-suited guys. They're hunting down a princess for some reason. You're thrown right into the action. You have no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. Whereas Force Awakens, you're you're given a nice introduction to Poe. Nice introduction to Ray. Like, there's not like twenty minutes where you're mm-hmm. like, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah, and then you you know who Finn is right away, right off the bat. You're yeah. like, "Man, this guy, he's got to turn," and now he's running. Now we know why they're running away, and now and then what we already know what BB-8 has at the very beginning of the movie, yeah. and it was like you know Abrams had to do that, but I feel like in ha- in doing that, there was a lot of time that they didn't get to spend on other aspects of the story, which mm-hmm. was what I felt the Last Jedi was trying to do, and what Nine has to do now. Nine has to really tell the story that they've been wanting to tell this whole time. So this movie is going to be crazy because this for yeah. me, the ending of Eight and then the beginning of Nine and all of Nine is like this was what we were getting to this is we what were, we built up we to. were building up to ray coming in finally to the resistance finn being part of the resistance and then let's yeah let's go i mean that's just my opinion about the force awakens i mean but i loved it i loved the force awakens i thought it was really great oh so i posted on our instagram uh that picture of uh ray and um uh, poe meeting right and a lot of people were like that's not they would have met already in the force awakens well they were supposed to and they just never did they never did and it was written in the script and it was actually written in the novelization of the Mm -hmm. book they do meet and it's almost the exact same thing that happened in the last jedi and it's almost like johnson had to be like well crap i gotta we gotta introduce them now, and so he has to throw in at the very end, right. to where it's almost kind of not forced, but kind of like, oh, okay, so those two meet for the first time on after, this part after all of this. After, like, I don't even think that was necessary. I think they're, I think they're setting something up with Finn. But there's and, no story though. You there's mean with Poe and, po and Ray? From, there's no arc there between all the directors, right? There's no continuous story between seven, eight, and nine. So why even add it? Because he, it, he's just putting the next writers in a corner a little bit. <laughs> how, how so? Well, he, he well because I mean, it's like wow, Ray meet Poe, two main characters. What are you alluding to now? What's that foreshadowing? You know. Well, it was supposed to. Be, he was supposed to have Why done it that at all. Because I I think there is an overall story of what they're gonna get to. Man, I sense much anger. In I you. think, yeah, I see as much. But I think I think another thing that everybody's over here saying. I keep seeing all these pictures of people drawing pictures of, of uh, Kylo Ren and Ray together. Like Kylo Ren and Ray are gonna get together. They're gonna lo- they're gonna fall in love with each other. Gonna, I know you heard a rumor a while back they're gonna have a baby together or something like that. But like through the <laughs> through the force or something like that. I think force babies. I think that they were always Second planning. Coming. <laughs> they're always I mean, playing. Anakin was a force baby. I'm just saying that wasn't meant as a dirty joke. <laughs> I I just think it was something they had planned that they had to get into the last Jedi. Are you serious, David? Jesus, I didn't even think of that until he said that. <laughs> That's the first. Okay, man, maybe I'm a he was sick a guy. Force baby, it's the second coming. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just. He was. He was oh. made by the force. So, anyways, Supposedly. back to Star Wars. Um, what if we find? <laughs> what if we find out the nine uh, actually? No, it wasn't. He wasn't just conceived. It was time travel. It was time travel. He's his own father. 
Luke's own Luke's own grandpa. <laughs> but <laughs> but no. they just stole a storyline from Futurama. So so here's so here's my thing. Okay, have you ever gone back and like seen what they originally wanted to do for Empire that didn't happen? What they were originally wanting to do for Return of the Jedi that never happened? Like they had all these ideas, like of what they wanted to do. The original ones were not written either. The original ones were written kind of like, let's have this happen next. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, as amazing as it is, Vader was not supposed to be Luke's father in the original draft of of this Star Wars. In the original original yeah, draft? Yeah, I'm thinking... See, I think he was always kind of intended to be Luke's dad. Yeah, because his name was his Darth name is Vader. Vader, which yeah, is German father. for father. Yeah. For me, it always felt... I think it's German. It may be like Dutch. Dutch. Yeah, 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 yeah. It always felt like with the original movies, as great as we love them, a lot of that stuff was written like, okay, let's write this movie now. They had kind of an idea, mm-hmm. but then some of the aspects of it were like, like, one of the things they wanted to do was Boba Fett is... Darth Vader's brother. Like, that was one of the things they were... Yes, that was one of the early concepts <laughs> of Boba Fett. I thought they didn't conceive of Boba Fett until, like, after the first film. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. They they have the character. So you're saying after they conceived of him, they're like, oh, let's maybe make Yeah, he's brother. his brother. He's his because brother. you never okay. see his face either. Yeah, so it's his brother. It's his brother. And then they didn't do it. What, what I'm getting to is that there was things that they wanted to do that right. they ultimately didn't do. And it just organically yeah, changed. Yeah, and it just changes the way it does. So I'm thinking... That that's how they did the original ones. I think that's what they're doing with this one, where they kind of have a story, but a lot of the stuff, they're kind of like, let's try this. Oh, maybe that's not going to work. Let's try it this way. So they're kind of writing it the same way, if you like, may. Like, more writing it on the fly mm-hmm. as opposed to having which, a... Which was what George Lucas kind of did with uh, Empire, where he gave it to Lawrence Kasdan and says, hey, write write the script. This is what we're gonna, what we're thinking about doing. And so he had to figure out a way to make it work. Um, maybe that's what they're doing with this. But you don't think so. You I, think I kind of don't think so either. You think they're just writing it off the? Like, I think they're just writing it off of, based off of the material that they had beforehand. It's like a tagurit plan. Yeah, that's the way it feels like to me. Especially the way that they announced that um, Abrams turned his script in the day the Last Jedi premiered. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, came out for everybody to see. That's that's kind of how why that feels that way to me. It was like JJ finished Force Awakens. They were like, "All right, Johnson, you're you're up next. Let's see what you got." He he turns his script in, and as soon as his movie is out, JJ's got like, "All right, I'm back up. Let's go." It kind of feels like a, "Hey, your turn to your turn to write a movie about Star Wars." Uh, I just, in my mind, I think they had something. They do have something. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> because he said, "In my mind." <laughs> in my mind. Well, I'm thinking they do have it. They do have this overall thing, and they did have in mind of what was going to happen with with Poe. And uh, and Ray, like they did have this kind of set up to where this was going to go. Finn was never supposed to be with her. See, Kylo think, Ren was so you never. Think that actually meant something. I Poe think and yes. Ray meeting, they're going to be together. Or yes, something. I think. See, so. I think I think JJ had an overarching idea mm-hmm. of what the trilogy would look like, but they still handed it off to right to um, and now Johnson in the middle. JJ's and so he's trying to get there still. I think he's still he I think he's still going to try to salvage what he can from his original story if that makes uh, yeah. any but sense. But here's my thing. I don't think what Johnson does did takes away from what I don't what think he it wants ruined, to do. I don't think it wrecked his plans or anything because like that, but it, he's just got a lot of stuff to either work around or work through. Because if you think about it, with the story that takes place with Johnson's film was only a couple of hours. Yeah. That that's it of Star Wars. So 
I mean, that's a new hope's only a couple of yeah, hours. Yeah, so whatever happens next, he can take as much time as he wants to tell the, this mm-hmm. next part of the story. So it, it does work for him. I don't think what Johnson does completely um, shatters what Abrams wanted to do. What? <laughs> He's over here just smirking at me. Just smirking at me like the James, look on you don't David's know. face is priceless. Right yeah, now. he's like James. You don't know what you're talking about right now. I don't. That's just that's just well how I think about it. Whereas, like I say, Nine is just going to be the, the the spectacular film that we're all going to be like, wow, like this is this is great. This is a Star Wars movie. Right. Whereas Johnson's was just the point A to point B, where we need to get to this point where he doesn't take away anything from what Abrams did in the first movie. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> Why are y'all laughing at me? I'm laughing at you. I'm not laughing he at you. He looked at me either. and started laughing. I'm like, it's just y'all... his face right now. It's so adorable. <laughs> I just want, just want to pinch his cheeks. Um, <laughs> I just want to punch him in the face right now. I guess I don't smile enough because I'm just smiling. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's it's a cute smile. Anyway. He's a very cold-hearted person. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I see what you're saying. And, and I don't totally disagree. But I, I do think that... Johnson did what Johnson wanted to do, yes. regardless of what Abrams' overarching story was. Which is be. so shocking that Kennedy allowed that to happen. Like Kennedy was like, "Yes, this is a script. Uh, Abrams might want to do this, but we're going to do this right now." And it was so bizarre. Like that was what it was almost like. I think Kennedy like fell in love with it, you know? Yeah. And she's like, "Okay, well, this." It was. I it think she fell in love with it. Does what be- I want it to do. I think she did it because it was so different. I think for her, yeah, it was it was, it, it it was, was her was Star like, oh, Wars. This is neat. This yeah. is this is my Star Wars. Whereas Force Awakens was like we, we it was kind of like it's it still kind of George's, you know. To the, the and Lucas then ones. Yeah. so for yeah, I can see her kind of looking at the last shot, and going, "This is the this is my Star Wars mm-hmm. that I want to tell." And so she was pumped about it. Um, so now we're looking like, oh, was that a good idea, Kathleen Kennedy? Like, did, was that should you have done that? Or I, I mean, still think ultimately it was a good idea because it. It really does. It just frees JJ up to do whatever he wants, man. and it frees up every Star Wars after this. Yeah, which that's a great thing because if you think about it, a lot of pressure, like we said with Abrams, a lot of pressure has been lifted mm-hmm. because of. Now I'm not. I'm not saying it because the last Jedi was bad. I'm saying the way the story was told and what the movie did allows you to kind of just go wherever you want now, and I think that was what it needed to happen. So now Benioff and Weiss are like, hey. We can do what we want to do with Star Wars now, and it's not—it's not weird anymore. Yeah, it was like the Force Awakens was on tracks. Mm-hmm. It was on a safe little kitty ride at a amusement park on the rails. On the rails, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, Last Jedi was just kind of off, off the rails, rails <laughs> a little bit. Um, to where now it's not bad. It's it, you can just do it. Just it—it it took a kitty ride and turned it into a airplane let's say so you could go anywhere in an airplane but you mm-hmm. can only go so far on a yep small and i felt like ride. i felt like star wars the films were were like that i mean guys they... i feel like we're losing, using a lot of really good metaphors today <laughs> <laughs> you know we've been speaking to so many metaphors i forgot what we were even talking about in the first place. I think we're talking about star wars <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> see i think the general expectation was to jump in the airplane eventually mm-hmm. but not this soon Oh, but then you say, okay, well, if, if not in this trilogy, when are you going to do it? You're going to start off with a brand new spanking trilogy with like going, doing like you couldn't, all kinds you couldn't, of like you off the wall type you, stuff, like you, time travel or. You couldn't do that. You couldn't do it in a brand new trilogy, but because they did it in a main storyline trilogy, right. it freed up the, the all stories, the all the future creators, mm-hmm. the Benioff and Wife stuff to do 
whatever they want, really. And now we're not going to be like, oh, that's weird. That's never been done in a Star Wars. Now we're going to be like, oh, yeah, that, that's yeah, possible. people marry Poppins do. through space all the time. Yeah, of course they do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that that was one of the, the good things that did happen with it. And one of the things I always go back to was, um, what was the name of the original screenwriter for um, The Force Awakens? Gerald. No. no. <laughs> what was his name? He wrote um, Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. He wrote... Um, oh. Michael Toy Story. What's it? Michael Arndt. Michael Arndt. He had an interview had said where he was watching the beginning of The Last Jedi and he goes, that was kind of in my script for The Force Awakens. Like, that's what I wanted to do in The Force Awakens was what was happening at the beginning of The Last Jedi. But interesting. But like the big, big old space battle. Luke was more involved. Yes, that was that was what it was, was he had Luke more involved. I think he maybe I'm not going to say he did the lightsaber toss, but he had this idea of Luke being like that kind of. And then Luke's story then builds up to what ultimately happens. We're like, oh, that was pretty cool. Or and then Mm -hmm. so that's why I always say the Force Awakens. It felt like they went too far back back to tell the story to start the new to start the new story where where the movie ends you're kind of like oh my gosh i need to see this is this is the movie starting right here this is it right Mm -hmm. here but in reality it's the ending of the movie and where the last jedi was like all right now we're gonna tell that story but it felt like it was like no like switch it like move it move it over a little bit (laughs) i mean i don't know i mean i don't know Hey James, do you know? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. No, I'm just joking. But yeah, I was always I was really shocked when I heard about that. But that was like kind of the original, and it was almost like Kennedy and company was like, "Whoa, we can't be too crazy right off the bat." Yeah, Yeah, we got to maybe pump the brakes there a little bit. Uh, The Force Visions was a big. Yeah, that's my foot right there. You like that? Uh, The Force Vision was uh, was uh, was a big deal in Star Wars, though. (laughs) Your shoes so nice. Because no, the reason why I'm wearing them right now, I know. Okay, we're off topic. Part of his uh, Shawshank Redemption suit. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. If you notice, nobody notices another man's shoes. I noticed them in the previous podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, my other ones. It rained here in Texas, and my other shoes got completely soaked. And so these actually like cover up my whole foot, and they don't water doesn't get in them. So that's why I'm wearing them. So if you were to go to Dagobah, you would wear those. I shoes. would wear these shoes. Okay. Hands. Yeah. Bringing it back to Star Wars yeah. somehow. Right? I got you. Did it. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I but, bet he's gonna wear those shoes to your wedding. I would bet good money on. That. I am. I am gonna wear these shoes to your wedding. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm, be wearing these shoes I'm, or that shirt. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but the best thing about the wedding, though, is that David's gonna be there in full Tie Fighter <laughs> costume. <laughs> he's gonna just be sitting. On the, he's gonna be sitting on the oh groove side with just the helmet on. Kill me. Just the helmet with the tubes. But nobody. It. But nobody. But he doesn't say anything to anybody. Nobody knows who he is. People are like, that guy looks kind of... His commander didn't give him permission to speak. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but anyways, back to to Star Wars. Um, So, Force Awakens, it it came out, it did what it did. Last Jedi came out, it did what it did. Now, Nine has to do a whole lot more. And part of me, in my opinion, part of me is that is maybe because of how safe Force Awakens had to play it. I mean, JJ unleashed in this one. Yeah, now JJ is like, okay, I'm done with that. Thank you, Johnson, for doing what you did. Mm -hmm. Now, here I go. This was what I wanted to tell. And so that's where we are. And so this movie, the opening of this movie, where everybody's just kind of... I guarantee you, after the crawl goes up, the camera pans down... People are just gonna be thrown back in their seats immediately, and the Abrams is gonna be like, "All right, you better hang on because this movie is gone." Yeah, just wait, just wait, and we're all gonna be freaking out. I I wonder if they're gonna keep the same, uh, like a similar pace to like 
like Avengers Infinity War. You know what I mean? Like there was not a dull movement oh, yeah. moment in that movie. No, I don't. Yeah, I, think I wonder if it's going to be like every twenty seconds something's going to be like, oh my gosh, holy cow, what is this? You know yeah, what I mean? That's, yeah, that's what I felt. Yeah, during Avengers, I'm thinking, ah, oh, okay, there's going to be that moment in the movie where I'm like, they're no, talking. there's there's no. no there's no bathroom breaks no. in that movie, and I I kind of hope for the same thing out of out of episode nine, maybe. I think that's good. I think we're going to get that. Something out of left field here. Um, I read a story that um, we all know that Disney's buying Fox, right? Mm-hmm. So all the Fox, 20th Century Fox films that were going to come out, apparently the sequel to um, the Orient Express that Daisy Ridley was on was actually going to open up the same weekend as Star Wars. Oh, no, oh, man. So now that Disney is going to own it, technically they don't and they can't make any agreements. But Fox has now moved the date away from that date. That's so it would have been two Daisy Ridley films in the same weekend. And you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you see the first one? No, I didn't see the first one. I didn't one. see it either. I wanted to. It's on know. HBO and I can watch it, oh, it whenever. Yeah, I can totally I watch it whenever watch I want eventually. to. I just can't. But and a the, whole bunch of other movies got shifted so that it won't cannibalize Disney. But I think a lot That's of people... Crazy. I mean, I, I heard Jumanji uh, welcome or two, yeah, two. They're like, oh, we're gonna go against, we, we can go against nine again because they went against eight and they did pretty they did well. Okay. So they're like, oh, we're gonna go against nine. But again. it didn't release the same weekend. No, it didn't. It released but, the next weekend. But they were able to hold up against it to where they were able to bring in a lot more money than they thought they were. They thought they weren't gonna right. bring in as much. So they're pretty confident. I think they're gonna either release the week before or the week after again of episode nine. But I'm, I don't think that's a good idea. I would do like two weeks after if I was yeah. them. And I love it because whenever Star Wars comes out, man, every studio goes, okay, we'll go a month before <laughs> or we're going to go a month afterward or like Mission Impossible, we're going to go into the summer. I think I'm going to do a month after to have the counter programming and then the legs for Star Wars will kind of like run out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, very true. And uh, what was that? During the, okay, movie Steve Jobs with uh, Michael Fassbender and uh, Jeff Daniels. That was just Jobs. Yeah. I think Steve Jobs is the... I thought it was the other way around. It doesn't really matter. But anyways, (laughs) it's a Star Wars. It's a great movie. That movie performed poorly at the box office because it came out the same weekend when the Force Awakens tickets went on sale, the pre-sale tickets. That's weird. And they said everybody bought their tickets. They didn't have any money to go to the movies that weekend right. because they'd already spent all their wow. money that week. And see, that's really something to think about when you release a Star Wars film. I mean, in the past, we would think, no, that's crazy. Everyone's going to go see it. But Solo has proven wrong mm-hmm. because Solo, of course, is a very nerd film. Nerd yeah. film. All the nerds are going to go see it. But what came before that? It was Infinity War mm-hmm. at the end of April. Then it was Deadpool 2. So nobody had any money. So, yeah, I mean, I possibly that was the reason so nobody had any money to see a third film and. Mm-hmm. Almost less or almost a month time frame. That's the thing they got to take into consideration. That still makes me mad, though. I'm still going to go back to Solo, man. Solo could have been released in Christmas. It would have been awesome. It could have been released like next week. So, did you guys see the YouTube link that I sent you? Oh, with the they they digitally digitally forward space? And some some random guy did that, and it looks decent. It's eerie. Yeah, Yeah, it it, it looks kind of weird. Because, I mean, we all know the truth. It looks too realistic. Like some of those it's shots supposed to be realistic. I know, no, but but I mean, like, yeah, it looks I'm like there. that's Harrison Ford <laughs> a couple of years ago in this movie. So we're like in some movies, like even with the Avengers, when they do like the they make somebody look the younger. Them. You yeah. can, I can be like, ah, okay, I can still see that, but no, with this stuff, I'm watching it. I'm thinking that's Harrison Ford flying in that freaking I don't know, speeder, man. and that's a very interesting. It, it, they make it seem like it's a moral dilemma, like you shouldn't be doing that. 
but they did it with Tarkin. Marvel does it with a every, bunch of just characters. About every movie, at and, then, right. and then commercials it. do it with like they had Audrey Hepburn, like they brought her back from the dead. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. Captain Marvel, like ninety percent of the cast is way older than what they're they're going to be. Yeah, they're going to do with Samuel L. Jackson and Coulson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why couldn't they have done it with Solo? I mean that. They could have had a seminal movie, a breakthrough landmark movie where they do it for the first time, have an actor act, but someone else do the voice, and then someone else, which we're, would be Harrison Ford, have his face We're not there yet. Off. Well, also, <laughs> also, we're, not, we're not there yet. You don't think so? I don't think we're there yet. Also, you have the permission from all of those people to do it. I have a feeling Harrison Ford wouldn't sign off on it. Unless he was thrown a ton of money. Well, he signed on for $50 million for The Force Awakens, so I I'm think sure if the million price is more, right, I'm, like... I'm sure if they, if they threw a, a couple million dollars like that at him for it, he would be like, yeah, do whatever you want with my face. But I could just see, he's just a crotchety old man. I've heard some interviews with him where he's just Well, he actually, awful, he has a, um, he's actually in like psychology books. Because of how f- afraid he is to speak in public, right? Like that's like, what? yeah, yeah. He is in psychology books because of his fear of public speaking. Are you serious? Yeah. So that's I've why I've never heard that. So before. that's why when you see him in interviews, he is a little weird because that's the way. Because he's like, I don't, I don't well, know so what to. I don't do. know. I listened to uh, the interview Chris Hardwick did with him on the Nerdist mm-hmm. a long time. This is easily four years ago at this point, I think. Um, Are you and, sure about that? It's a it's a while back. An interview, not a podcast. It was a podcast. It was a full episode. And Harrison Ford was on it. Harrison Ford was hmm. on it. I don't remember. Um, and it was just, you know, the Nerdist is just... And he was promoting The Force Awakens? I'm not sure what he was promoting at that point. Probably, okay. if I had to think about it. Um, but it was just Harrison Ford and Chris Hardwick in a room with microphones. And he was just kind of a jerk the whole time. <laughs> like, I think that's just his character. Like, his personal mm-hmm. character i mean he he probably isn't a jerk 100 percent of the time yeah. but 95 percent. 95 um <laughs> but i think that's that's who he's okay with portraying to the media oh, okay. i'm sure personally he's like a nice guy but man that's so interesting i never heard that yeah. he's actually in psychology but yeah, my wife being... told me about that like wow yeah, whole like yeah that I, blows my mind i didn't know that and either. it's like how can you be an actor then acting in front of like a whole massive crew well, I mean, you got to think, maybe some of these actors are kind of like, hey, um, once we set up, the crew has to leave, which happens. Yeah. That does happen Well, a and lot. the other thing is, like, I mean, I, I did theater in high school. That doesn't really translate <laughs> to being in a multi-million dollar budget movie. <laughs> but, like, I didn't talk to anybody in high school. I, I was pretty quiet and to myself. Yeah. But you put, you put me in a character. You put me pretending to be somebody else. Interesting. I was on stage as someone else. Yeah. Very boldly. I mean, like, I, I, not to toot my own horn, but I got a couple awards for whoa, acting whoa, 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 stuff. Whoa, watch out. Toot, toot. I, um, I think you are toot. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I was pretty quiet and to myself in high school. I mean, like, my friends knew how I like, was energetic and able to hold on, mm-hmm. down a conversation, but most people didn't. So. so we say all that to say, would Harrison Ford want to have his face de-aged in a movie? I, I don't think we're there yet. I, don't, I also I, don't think he, I still don't think he would sign off on it. I mean, if they gave him like I think we're there, and I think he'd sign off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're because even Tarkin. And that's looked, why this podcast works. We all have different opinions. Because <laughs> even Tarkin wasn't a hundred percent like believable. I mean, he looked great, well, but there was James, still that James, moment. James, I don't know, man. Because people that didn't know about it that went into the film, they didn't question it at all. They thought it was real. We, of course, knew that wasn't real, and we were looking for the little flaws and little tells 
and they haven't gone all the way through or canceled out the uncanny valley yet but <laughs> no, that, would, it, that waked me out so hard i was like oh, i don't like this at all it, <laughs> it reminded it worked for me it worked i i thought it was great i still wish they wouldn't have shown his full face i would have been okay with the the, the, the if, reflection. if just reflections and stuff like that um the other thing the graphics reminded me of um Ender's Game. Did you guys ever see that? There's a. It's terrible. Don't watch it. What part of Ender's Game? So when he's in the CG world, um, he like fights a giant or something like that as a mouse. Okay. And the Hmm. the graphics looked almost exactly the same to me. That movie Hmm. was not. Uh, Maybe that's what he was promoting was Ender's Game. I think that's Ah, what he was promoting. So I mean, even with Curious Case Benjamin Button, I mean, what what they accomplished what ten years ago. But now, if you watch it, it's like even then it was still kind of like years, isn't it? Uh, 2008 came out the same year as okay. The Dark Knight. Um, really? It, yes, because I wanted that. I wanted The Dark Knight to be nominated for Best Picture, but then when it wasn't, I was like, Ah, Curious Case Benjamin Button was pretty good too. So interesting. Anyways, um, so even that then it looked it was still kind of fishy. But now you look at it, mm-hmm. it's like, Yeah, okay, the visual effects were not that great. So I say all that to say we're not there yet. I think. Maybe in another five years, maybe Cameron with his new avatar will probably push us there, but we're not there yet. Oh, <laughs> we'll gotta wait and see what he does with that thing. I'll watch it, but it's I'm not gonna enjoy but, it. Uh, but yeah, and then they're talking about like doing it with Carrie Fisher and mm, no, I'm not gonna do it with Carrie Fisher. See, I'm against that. I mean, I everyone has that opinion. You can't do it to Carrie Fisher. Don't you think Carrie Fisher would want that to happen? Well, I mean, she Given was her okay. Personality. She was okay with it for uh, Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, she liked it. You proved my point, man. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, mean, I think she would be fine with it. I think but, her daughter would be fine with it. Uh, I think Carrie Fisher is like the anti-Harrison Ford. Like she totally yeah. wanted to be associated to Star Wars anytime. I mean, look at Mark Hamill's story when they met with Lucas about filming new Star Wars films. She said, "I'm in immediately." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, Mark, Mark Hamill was trying to be all coy, and of course he was in from the start, too. Well, and the other thing is, like, she kept that, the message to R2-D2 in her head for 40 years, like, uh, for the rest of her life. She was like, this was the most important thing in the world to me, so I'm going to keep it memorized forever. I still get chills remembering Billy Lord quoting that mm-hmm. at Star Wars Celebration. That was just the greatest, like, one of the greatest moments ever was her. And then James. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that was me, I promise. Um... Speaking of celebration, uh, I'm just kidding. Nah. Well, yeah. Uh, speaking of celebration, Friday tickets sold out. So now Friday sold out. Saturday geez. sold oh, out. Oh, did that just Sunday. happen this week? Yeah, it just happened. Oh recently. my gosh! The only thing I think that's available now is the Thursday Bounty Hunter preview. Wait, what, I think that's the only thing. What that's Bounty available. Hunter? Preview? I don't even know what that is. Uh, they're not saying exactly what that is, dude. But there's like a Bounty Hunter preview that that was. Listed long time ago. That kind of sounds before like before the Mandalorian stuff. That kind of sounds I mean, like Mandalorian, Mandalorian stuff. stuff. But I think what they meant was you could get on the floor before the people that bought like individual tickets. Uh, but I think now they're selling them as individual tickets just to sell it out. So I know we talk about celebration a lot because we love it and we're going to be there. And uh, how many panels are they going to have? That are gonna. They, it sounds like they're gonna have three giant panels, or wait, two. I thought there was gonna be three. Now I'm thinking there's well, gonna be two. I mean, they'll have like an open uh, opening ceremony type mm-hmm. panel, which would, which will probably have the episode nine trailer. I, I don't think they're gonna have that the opening. 
I think they're going to do what they did with The Last Jedi, where the first day, I think, is going to be... Well, that was the 40th anniversary. I think they're going to do a 20-year anniversary of The Clone Wars. The Phantom Menace. Oh, Phantom Menace. I don't think so. Come on, man. They gotta, there if, is going to be that panel, but I don't think that's going to be like the opening panel for if, the first day. Only if they announce Ewan McGregor, Liam Neeson, Ahmed Best, Natalie Portman. If, if they if, show up especially for that, yes, then that would probably be the case. But that'd be great if they announced that they're going to do an Obi-Wan movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could do something like they did with the Clone Wars cartoon where they were like, this is just a reunion panel, blah, 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 blah. By the way, Clone Wars is back. Yeah. I mean, I could see them Man, that's a, doing that again. That is a great way to start off Celebration with that hope of, look what we have. Hey, even McGregor's here. And after everyone leaves, even McGregor's on the stage and then everyone is like, Hey, what are you still doing here? He goes, well, I, and then everybody would just go nuts. Right. Everybody would be going ape shit. I'm yeah. sorry. And if yeah. I was president of Lucasfilm, <laughs> celebration would be the place to blow people's minds. Yes. That's the perfect place. Cause I mean, so much goodwill just spreads from there. And then, of course, you're going to make more money the next time because... Uh, People are going to be like, dude, Celebration's the place yeah, to be. I mean, yeah, it's supposed to be... To, for me, it's supposed to be that. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to get crazy news, unexpected news, and it's supposed to just blow your mind, which it hasn't really... It, it's, it seems like it's had opportunities, and they just haven't come through. So, Lucasfilm, if you're hearing us... Um... <laughs> That's what David wants, and uh, we all do. That would be that, who that's, doesn't that's want that, the, really. And then, and then the best thing that ever happened, yeah, is if Ewan McGregor's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm doing a, we're gonna be doing a Obi Wan Kenobi movie. We're gonna start production," and they just show the logo. No, he just oh. goes, "Oh, by the way, there's gonna be an Obi Wan movie," and then he leaves the stage. People would <laughs> just go it. crazy. <laughs> See, I thought Ewan McGregor was gonna come on stage. And be like, hello there, and just walk up on the stage. <laughs> oh, the 40th celebration. He was, he was gonna be like. Watch this, and the lights were gonna dim, and then we're gonna get like that Rogue One type of trailer that we got celebration oh for Obi Wan. Just seeing yes. the, the hermit in the desert and with the backpack, and and then it just says uh, Obi Wan. Yeah, dude, that'd be the or, I, yeah. It's it's so crazy. <laughs> All the opportunities are there. <laughs> okay, so and, yeah, if they have a twentieth panel and they announce Obi Wan Kenobi at the start. That's so much goodwill spread throughout the Star Wars community right there with Celebration. And then your second day is your Episode Nine panel. And then your third day, Mandalorian panel. But they're slowing down, James. Remember what oh, see, I would said? I would have swapped those two. I would have done Mandalorian second day. And then... They're slowing They're slowing down now. When, when I heard they're slowing down, I in my mind, I thought... They're just not going to say anything for a long time. They're not going to talk about it. I think after nine is done with production, which is going to be pretty soon next year, 2019, we're going to, they're going to be like, okay, here we go again. Let's, let's get this going again. I think. I don't think so. I think they're just going to concentrate on one or two productions at a time. Cause apparently they're concentrating on, there was five films in development. And see, that's too, that's too much. I don't think so. It's Disney. It's Lucasfilm. Look at Marvel. They're concentrating on like 10 films at once. I mean, you have a lot of filmmakers out there. Mm -hmm. They bring up the fact that there's not enough female directors working today and female creators. They're out there. I mean, the people are out there. And Star Wars, the biggest IP. There's so many Star Wars fans. There's enough people. You can't tell me there's not enough people to get that thing going. This thing should be like a crazy huge machine just stopping all over well, maybe, everything. In maybe its path. that's what they're getting ready for. Maybe that's what they're trying to get ready for now. 
And Solo was just this moment where they're like, whoa, okay, but we need to step back. Let's think about what we can do. And then they're going to just go boom, 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 boom. They're going to be like, all right, this is what Star Wars has got to look like for the next five years. And who knows? Maybe they're going to be like, hey, two movies in one year. That'd be crazy. I don't think they do I that. I think they're going to go to they're two gonna movies They're going to go one movie, and it's probably going to be December. They're going to go. Do. They're going to yeah. They're go, just going to back on what they did. Yeah. They're just going to go Christmas release, Christmas yeah. release, Christmas release. And that's that's perfect. It's they the formula that works. Straight. It's the formula yeah. that works. I don't know why they, they proved would it. ever. They proved that it, if you don't do it, it's like they tinkered like... with the wrong things to tinker when they had stuff that they could tinker with. That they didn't tinker with. <laughs> yeah, and Solo was such a everybody who's like talking about it on Facebook. Everybody's saying this movie is incredible. Like people are like, I finally watched it and this was an amazing movie. Yeah. And it was like yeah. that you had a great movie, Lucasfilm. Like yeah, and you then had... if the boycotters actually have an impact on what happened, and they cut off their nose to spite their face, you know. And I think yeah, they slow what... down production. Somebody of was... the films that they probably were going to make that the boycotters did want. There was that one. I saw this meme and it was a uh, Attack of the Clones when um, Obi Wan is tied up, and it was like all the boycotters. <laughs> We're going to boycott Solo, Lucasfilm. We're going to slow everything down for the next couple of years. And it's like, Obi-Wan saying, good job. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's true, though. Because it's like, yeah, good job, everybody. Look what you God, did. The you... best thing from the prequels is all the memes. <laughs> Dude, there's some there's great so memes. There's so many memes from the prequels. Oh, so um, I know this is bad language, but uh, somebody posted on Facebook. Hey, so since the Revenge of the Sith was PG-13, that allows for one F word right. to be dropped in... And I never thought of that before. And, people, and somebody said, okay, where should this F-bomb been dropped? And it's like over 100 comments of people just line after line from the Revenge of the Sith where they could have dropped. So I think on our way out today, we should figure out where we would want that F-bomb. Well, I already well, have. already figured out like 20 situations. Yeah, I, I figured three of them. You want to hear them? Yeah, I'd love okay, to. Okay, I'm not going to say the F-bomb, though. I'm yeah, not going to say fine. the F-word. Where, it's, uh, right. where Sidious is like, it seems in your anger, you killed her. And Vader's like, <laughs> and then another one was uh, someone had it and I was about to post it and then someone wrote it where it was like hello there General Kenobi <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. and then uh, and then Mace Windu I sent a plot to destroy the mother <laughs> Jedi you gotta give it to Mace Windu yeah. and a lot of people right. were like like Mace Windu gets his arm chopped off <laughs> like, yeah. he gets thrown in the and then uh, the other one was uh, General Grievous was army or not, you must realize you are. Fuck. Yeah. And so people are just, oh, man, it is the funniest thing. And yeah, if you think about it, yeah, PG 13, you are allowed one F bomb. Yeah. So, so I think if it was from, if I had to pick one, <laughs> it would be one of the Jedis that are getting turned on in Order 66. Mm-hmm. They're just like turn around and they see all the, all oh, the yeah. clone troopers looking and they go, Ah, yeah. <laughs> someone had Plo Koon like Plo Koon is, he's, in a, he's like when Plo Koon's flying in a, in the X wings uh, getting into S spoils position. He's like, what the? Fuck? <laughs> yeah, it would be, be sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> Plo Koon speaks basic. He does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does. But we yeah. never hear him speak though. In the Clone Wars, he speaks all the time. So the Force Awakens. Where would you drop it in the Force Awakens? <laughs> the Force Awakens. Maybe maybe Finn. Finn? <laughs> when I, he takes the helmet off. When he crashes. Yeah. Oh yeah, when, he, when the Tie Fighter sings, when, when his head pops up, yeah, what the? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even say what the. He just goes. Oh. Uh, I okay. I still remember when I saw that movie um, in theaters. Whenever Finn's head pops up, my brother John and I were the only ones in the theater who were like, because <laughs> that you know that, we've seen that the clip uh, from the trailer a million, a million times. times you know, so it was great to be like, 
<laughs> now it all makes sense. But anyways, okay, what about The Last Jedi? Oh, gosh. I know this is a horrible topic to talk about, but I don't care. It's funny. Where would you drop the F-bomb in The, uh, the Last Jedi? Right after Rey gets out of her vision. Oh, she's just she's like, when Chewie's flying the Falcon and he scrapes off the turret. He's like, <laughs> yeah. it would be fun to see that word in Shri Rook too. Because <laughs> then you could just like randomly do it at home and nobody would know what you're saying. Almost kind of like the kind of bad feeling about this by BB-8. Yeah, yeah. Said it. Oh, okay. I, see. <laughs> I feel like BB-8 probably cusses a lot. I feel like R2-D2 well, R2 R2 always definitely cussing. Definitely R2's always yeah. cussing a lot. R2's always like... Oh, I told you my theory about... Oh, yeah, we talked about R2-D2. And the, never mind, we're not going to talk about... It's a, it's a rehash of an old podcast. Where R2-D2 is like the key to like everything. Oh, yeah. Well, he is the key to everything. No, no, I meant like we're going to find out how he was the but key. But already he is the key to everything. Yeah, yeah, he but... He saved Padme's ship. Mm-hmm. delivered the message. I don't know if... I don't know if I said this previously, but there's a Legends book where Luke actually finds all of the documented evidence that r2 has in his memory bank dude it's i was i was reading it and i was bawling i'm not even gonna lie because he's he's like showing him padme and anakin meeting and falling in love and it's it's intense i'm telling you and it shows it shows the fight on uh mustafar because he was there because he was there he saw the whole thing he saw her get freaking choked by his dad and i'm just like oh my god Gosh, like I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it, <laughs> dude. And I haven't read this book in like ten years. Probably. Abrams could do that to us. Abrams, yeah, like can, I, Abrams can I, go I, like, "Hey, R two D two over here, everything," and he just goes boom, and Ray yeah. plays a little film, and for Ray everyone. and Ray has popcorn, and she's just watching the whole thing. Yeah, oh. I can't remember which book it is, but it's in the New Jedi Order oh, uh, series. Oh, so man. there's only like twenty four books to pick from. And then you got to hear what I what I'm dying to see is a, a meeting between. Um, like Qui-Gon and R2 or something like that where Qui-Gon before any of this happens tells R2 like like I sense something big is going to happen look out for the boy you, or something like you, that but you can't tell you can't tell everyone everything you know yet one day you will be able to tell yeah but and not that's right now that's one of the crazy things about R2 is like the reason he has so much personality is because he's never had his memory wiped mm-hmm. like um, there's a couple episodes of the Clone Wars cartoon that focus on the fact that Anakin never wipes his memory because he he likes having all that information available and he likes the character that R2 has come yeah. into. Um, and then uh, I, ju- I finally finished Thrawn Alliances mm-hmm. like two days ago. The ending was very good. Um, the, it took me like 300 pages to get into. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, and Thrawn is like, talking to anakin at one point he goes you should probably wipe his memory bank at some point he's got see, a lot of information you see they're planning stuff already they're already planting stuff with r2 i'm well, telling I mean, you i don't think they communicate and i don't think i JJ do has no 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 i think he... you don't think jj took any cues from timothy zahn who's considered one of the people that saved star wars at one point here's what i think i think not really he no. wrote it and then timothy zahn is also now in like, the inner circle or something. Yeah, he he is writing this, which is why we're gonna get apprentice, uh, master and apprentice here. Yeah, I'm telling you, By Claudia Gray. There's exactly. I'm so excited. There's stuff that's in there that is gonna have to tie into nine. It has to tie into nine. The same way that she did with the Lost Stars, uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, yeah. and uh, Blood. It has to tie in. I'm thinking we're gonna get some stuff. We're gonna get some crazy stuff. And I'm telling you, that scene with uh, Qui-Gon and R2, that could be a thing where he's like, hey, this is what's going to... I don't think this is what's going to happen, but 
something's going to happen and one day you're going to have to tell everybody what you know but until that day you can't tell everybody what you know the way it works is claudia gray is going to write out her story the story group gets it mm-hmm. proofreads it and says no you can't have that can't have this mm-hmm. can't have that and this is why and then that's how claudia gray gets privy to episode nine information mm-hmm. that's the only way they don't give her the story up front so it's almost like a hit and miss type of story she has to write i think maybe yeah even if it does tie into it it's going to tie into it Trend, and uh, the reverse way that we wanted to. I, I'm telling you, man. I think she's to gonna. I think she's gonna be like, "Hey, um, our Lucasfilm said, hey, we need a story about Qui Gon and Obi Wan before Episode One's events happen because we need something there that's gonna do into this." So she had to come up with a way to do it. I think that's how that's the conversation that was had because even in the Princess <clears throat> of Leia, Princess of Alderaan, there's there's this scene with her. Where Leia like feels the force and like she almost like flies up and like grabs something. Yeah, she jumps like twice as far and, as she should be able. And to. she has no idea how she did it. And she goes, something just happened to her, and she felt it like she had to reach out, and that's what happened. And then you watch the Last Jedi. They that's I was like, okay, that's how they did it. I, I mean, don't think you really they, pulled that from that though. I, mean, uh, I do. 100%. I think it's really, I don't think so. Either. I do. I've read. The book. <laughs> I do. I think. Two against one, James. I know two against one. But I'm just see, saying. Check this out. Uh-oh. So we do have proof that communication is not. At the yeah, level I, I think we want it to be because Donald Gleason did an interview where an interviewer was telling him things about Hux that he had no idea about. He, the interviewer told him his first name. He said, your first name is Armitage. And he's like, really? Wow, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> and then he told him other backstory stuff that's in the novels that would have been available at the time when he shot The Last Jedi yeah, and but, just wasn't given to him. Yeah, but... You don't need all of like Domin Hall Gleason doesn't Domino need that. Domin Gleason said that would have helped his performance. He said, he said that? that. Yes, what? yes. Oh, he said, "Wow, if I would have known that, I, I might have played it a little bit different or done this, done that." But about his so mother? the the wealth of knowledge is there. It's just the communication between the story group, the writers, all the canon that's out there. I. But there's a lot of it. But here's my thing. I think they're getting now. They're 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 learning from that now. I think now going forward, we're gonna see a whole new storyline with the books, with the movies, with the TV shows. I mean, we're already getting the whole like TV shows. Hey, throw this in there, okay? And then mm-hmm. oh, that was cool. Or the video games. Hey, put this in there. It's like they're kind of finally going. Whoa! If we do this right, this could tie in a lot yeah. of other things. I think going forward, now we're gonna start to get that. I'm telling you. I don't know. They make a lot of money, anyways. <laughs> yeah, they're of the TV shows. Did you know Elijah Wood's going to be in Resistance? Yeah, Resistance. yeah I heard yeah. about that. I've read the article today. I think he's in tonight's episode, which we didn't unfortunately get to. Sorry about that. But uh, next week we could talk about it. Yeah. Uh, in retrospect, but uh, yeah, that was a that was a fun little argument we all had today. Argument. <laughs> it was a discussion. It was a discussion. discussion. It was a great discussion. Nobody I'm not gonna lie. We're still friends. We're all still friends. I mean, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> hey guys, what time we got a podcast this week? Nothing. <laughs> Die. Okay. But uh but anything else? Anything else we should add today before we uh I don't think I have anything else right now. George Lucas visited the set on the Mandalorian. That's right. right. So the the maker was there to see on, how on and Dave Filoni was spotted on the set. Yep. So there's all know he's direct, directing an episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So did you see the picture of Favreau with uh, George Lucas? Uh-huh. So he has his flashlight on his phone. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, "Why?" I think he's lighting the bottle of wine in between them with his phone. I think he's. You think it wasn't? It was a. Purposeful. I, I think he thing. was like, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, let's let's like, there's something. Yeah, the wine glass was like something 
he was giving a shout. I, that's the only thing that makes sense because I don't know why George Lucas would have his flashlight. Well, because he's an old man who doesn't know how to use his phone probably. Poor guy. You know what's <laughs> funny about George Lucas though? Uh, when he writes his scripts, he doesn't use a computer. He uses a pen and paper, uh, pencil and paper. Ugh. On yellow tablets that yep. flip up. Yeah. Yep. There. Yeah, it was funny. He was having an argument with uh, Steven Spielberg about using technology, and they were like, "Well, how do you write your?" Your scripts, though, George. He goes, well, I use a tablet. With the, with the, <laughs> like, I don't use the technology that's available to me. Pencil and paper. Yep. But uh, but yes, uh, as George Lucas was spotted, that was pretty cool to see the maker is there to Making see. What, still. Yeah, see what's going to happen with that show. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Uh, sorry we didn't get to review Resistance Episode 3, but oh, it's okay. We'll talk about it We'll talk week. about it next week, definitely. Uh, so yeah, we'll be back next week with another awesome topic. And may the force be with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs>